0: i i'm ready too and this, this is gonna be podcast. so i'm just throwing that out there everyone thank you so much for tuning into the paincast uh it's been a minute but it's been a good long healthy minute and i am so excited to come back to you in the best month of the year spooktober with our favorite author here on the show mr rob attone who writes amazing horror stories he had a new book that's just coming out or came out I'm not quite just came it just, it just came out. Yeah, it just came out. Well, he has a new book that just came out, folks, and I just started reading <laughs> it last night and it is phenomenal. I cannot wait to get into this with Rob. Uh Rob, one, welcome back to the show. So glad to have you. Thank you for having me. Uh wouldn't wouldn't have anyone else. Just throwing that out there. Just Saying. <laughs> and uh <laughs> So, uh last time we spoke was I want to say it was like what about um, actually, last time we spoke about your book, I want to say it was. Uh, well, we to-
1: yeah, we talked uh about the book like back in October of last year, but we had that episode where we talked about the the video game idea,
0: yeah, yeah, and you kind of mentioned a few things there, and uh, it looks like the book is finished now, which is is thrilling, so that's phenomenal. Uh, yes. how long did it take you to, to write this, Rob?
1: It took about, uh, oh, God, I started it right after the last book came out. So October to about October, November, December, January. It took me about four months to write. So four right before months. coronavirus, yeah, right before coronavirus hit, um, I finished the stories and we started editing.
0: So my first question for you, since, you know, I, I'm i not going to lie, this book would have taken me a lot longer, and I feel like I have a pretty good imagination, uh, where do you get your inspiration from that you were to write this this book, this this new horror book, which we're going to name drop right now for everyone? It's called Her Infernal Name and Other Nightmares by Robert e. And uh It's twice as long as the last book, folks. It's really good. There's a lot of short stories in here, and it is a very enjoyable read. Where do you get inspiration to write these, man? four months to write all of this? I'm not going to lie. It probably would take me that long to write your first story that I read last night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of the times when I'm um, thinking about horror, I'm actually, it's kind of funny. This will That question will help me a little bit because I'm teaching a, a writing class about uh, how to write horror. And I wanted to kind of talk about where ideas come from. And I think in my case, it's literally just um, observing people around me and observing uh just little things here and there um my old apartment for example uh with my girlfriend we used to uh, i would sit outside and have a cigar and there was this very 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 sweet old lady across the street and she would stand in her doorway like front door of the house and just peek out and just look at the world like kind of going by and then one day i had to park in front of her house for some reason And she and I just struck up a conversation. I learned that she was actually quite sweet and uh, just a lovely lady. And, but before that I was like, this woman has killed people. Like this woman is so (laughs) creepy and weird. And there's no doubt in my mind that she's a murderer. So that kind of led into me wanting to write some sort of short story about a a kindly old lady who's um, a murderer. So just like paying attention to the world and then just twisting it a little bit, just adding some sort of, like, slight rift. You know, you ever see um, a black cat is in, like, one space, one second, you look away for a second, you look back, and it's gone? I have have had that. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, where did the cat go, right? And then you kind of just come up with a whole narrative about it, like, well, maybe it has powers. We used to say that my... I had a black cat growing up. We used to say that... His name was uh, Midnight. We used to be like, well, Midnight has... Magical powers because he's there one second, gone the next, and he was just able to disappear on his own and just dip into another dimension for a little while and then come back later, you know. So, just like little things, if you just find like the slightest way to sort of shift the reality around one little thing, um, in my experience, that's how you kind
0: of create a story. Wow, that's uh, that is a great way to explain it. Uh, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Um, and you know, I, I was talking of with Rob before the show everyone, and and I'm going to talk a lot of his his very first story here because that's so far that's the one I had time to read. And uh, uh, the first one I, I'm going to, it says her infernal name. I'm assuming that is the title of that story, along with being the title of the book, correct?
1: Yeah, that's the uh, that's the novella. I wanted to. Um... I wanted to name the book I was gonna call it I was gonna call the book something else entirely and then when I started writing that story which I originally started writing as a short story for an anthology I was invited to contribute to and then I went 60 pages longer than they ever would have accepted Um, I just decided you know what this I really like this story I'm really proud of this one and it's a novella so I'm gonna I'm gonna name the book this and other stories or and and other nightmares Um, I, you know, went back and forth whether it's going to be end other stories or end other nightmares or whatever else, and then I settled on end other nightmares. So I'm the main reason that's the title of the book is because I like that story probably the most out of all of them in there.
0: Well, I won't lie, end other nightmares I think sounds, you know, for a horror book just sounds way better than other stories. I mean, oh, thank you. <laughs> you Got to have that spook in there. Uh, <laughs> so, uh. Like I, was, like I was saying, folks, you know, I read this first story last night, and it, it's a it's a solid. I think it was like eighty-seven pages, like 84 It was it was long. It was a good, solid read. And uh, I read through it. And uh, when I was mentioning to Rob before we started the show, here is I've been on a, a big kind of Eldritch horror binge for the last eight months or so. So you know, I've really been vibing with that, you could say. And. Uh, not gonna lie, this story has some of those elements. It, it definitely gives me some of that um, Lovecraftian Eldritch feel in the story, which is really nice. You know, like a lot of, I, in my personal experience, a lot of stories that I've read that are, are horror. You know, t- typically there are a lot of uh, ghosts and goblins. And There's always a lot of demons. You know, there's always like something to do with demons. Whereas. You know, I really enjoy some of those horror stories that have you have to dig a little deeper in. You know, there's something a little under the layer, it's not so cut and clear. Which is, you know, I, th- I believe I talked about this on your last book as well. I really enjoyed how you written the last one, where it wasn't so, you know, out, out in the open, it wasn't so cut and clear. It's not strictly ghosts and demons and zombies and stuff. You know, it has this extra element to it that makes it just so much more enjoyable to read. I personally feel. And oh, thank uh, you. And I cannot recommend this enough to everyone. This first story I really enjoyed. It. I, I sat through, as soon as I started, You know, I started reading it, I want to say around 10 o'clock at night and I didn't finish, it was probably, it was, I want to say it was close to midnight, it was at like 11.45. And I, the entire time I was like, man, I'm actually enjoying this. Like I was tired, but I really wanted to finish it because I, I was really enjoying what I was reading. Uh, and the very first thing I noticed in that chapter uh, or that story I should say, uh, uh, there's this one line in there that says, her salary was barely 60,000 a year, nowhere not near enough to afford her life of leisure and excitement. And I just want to go out here on a limb and say, uh, Rob, that is strictly because you live in New York. If she lived where I live and she made that, she could have a very comfortable life. <laughs> <laughs> so this young lady needs to uh, make a move. I'm just throwing that out. So. <laughs> oh, hey man,
1: I, well it's it's so funny you say that because you know we were t- like like you mentioned we were chatting before the show and one of the things I said to you was that my girlfriend and I are, are going to be leaving New York, um probably after this school year, and um, going to Pennsylvania because I hear my friends talk about this all the time and it, it blows my mind how cool everybody is with this whole thing. But the average house here on Long Island. You know, for a nice house, right? Like, let's say a nice two-story school district. You know, let's say a quarter acre, right? That seems to be the average here on Long Island. A quarter-acre piece of property—that's six hundred thousand dollars.
0: That's insane.
1: That's a lot of. Yeah. Welcome to Long Island, and um, it's just bonkers to me. So I, I was feeling the stress of that because at the time when I wrote her infernal name, um. My girlfriend and I, we were, um, we were, I was, I was financially, I was feeling very stressed out because I, I, for some reason I was obsessing over my finances at the time. This was at the beginning of, I guess, last year. And, um, my book had yet to come out. My second book, or excuse me, my first book didn't come out, hadn't come out yet. And I was doing a bunch of different things. I was working three teaching jobs. Um, I wasn't getting paid nearly as much money as I should have been getting paid at the one teaching job that I had at that time. Which is an unfortunate um,
0: story for many. They were really making,
1: yeah, for sure, and um, it's, yeah, it's very difficult. We've all had to turn into, uh, you know, streamers and YouTubers now to entertain our students, which is ridiculous. But, um, I take But at the same about- time. I try to start so like every Wednesday with my students I try to start with oh guys uh just one question for you what day is it and and they always fall for it it's not that they're stupid I just think they're very sweet and they fall for it and they go oh it's I think it's Wednesday Mr. Tone and I go it is Wednesday my dudes and I do the whole thing and like they like it (laughs) it's fun but at the same time you know Uh, Last year, obviously, this is pre-coronavirus and everything. I was working in a school district, and there's actually a story in the collection that you have there, her infernal name um, and other nightmares. There's a story in there called Nats in the Teacher's Lounge that is based on the school that I was working in that was not paying me nearly enough money for the amount of work I was doing. This is a public school. Public schools in New York are like, that's where you want to be. That's where you're going to make the big bucks. me in a private school here in New York, you're not going to make anything. Um, That's unless it's opposite. like one, like, I feel like everywhere
0: else in the world. That's great. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> Isn't that nuts? Yeah. And also the educational system in the public schools, vastly superior to that of the, of the private schools here, whereas in other places in the, in the country, it's the other way around. But, um, so I was working in a public school. I was not being paid nearly as much as I should have been. And my kids were great. It's never the students. That's the thing, you know, that like when you hear teachers complain, everyone always assumes, oh, you don't like kids, you don't like your job because you work with kids. It really is never the kids. And my experience, I I had one bad, I've had one troublesome class, literally one my entire career. And I've been teaching a handful, not many years, but maybe four, this is my fourth year, I guess. And only ever had one bad class in all that time. And when I say bad, I mean, they were just, really combative and rude to each other. Um, not so much to me, but they were just awful to each other. So I was working in the school, undervalued, overworked, working two other teaching jobs. And uh, her infernal name kind of just poured out of me because of my stress about the economy and my particular at the time financial situation. And my girlfriend and I were not in agreement on wanting to leave New York. She was not having that thought. Um, she has since come around, thank God. but um, yeah, it was it was a very stressful time. And like I said, there's a story that's in the teacher's lounge that's all about that particular school um, <laughs> and a slight against a, an actual issue that was going on in the teachers' lounge at that school.
0: Well hey, writing is a great release and I mean clearly, out in your stories which you know I can I could definitely understand you know you're saying when you were writing her for all name if you were taking there is there is a fixation on this this uh, her, it's a young woman and you know she's she's trying to adult after college and you know she's worried about making ends meet you know you got to pay your loans you got to pay for your car life is expensive uh, it seems so
1: <laughs> oh god dude especially in New York I mean not you know now Thanks to coronavirus, it's a lot cheaper to get an apartment in New York because anybody with half a brain has left. But there are those people who, who can't afford to. There are people who can't leave New York City. Um, I wish that they could, um, because you know we are nowhere near through phase one of this thing. We should be. We should have been through phase one by the end of a August, long and we're not. Time ago.
0: Yep. I'm, we, I'm in yep. agreement there. I am. I've always yeah. been very vocal about it. yeah yeah you and i are in
1: agreement on a lot of things politically and and emotionally i think which is nice um but yeah it's it's nice to be able to talk to somebody who (laughs) who agrees with you on stuff my girlfriend and i are very very in agreement politically too which is nice um
0: that's good i find
1: that authors yeah yeah i find that authors and creatives overall typically are but um anyway so yeah i was you know i was feeling it i was feeling it so bad man and um you know our apartment was set at the time our apartment was set to go up to eighteen hundred dollars a month and we literally didn't have windows we had we had two thin windows one in the kitchen one in the bedroom and it was a one bedroom base what she needed because she's a baker so she has a lot of her baking stuff but like It was just not worth it. $1,800 a month for a basement apartment. Yeah. Welcome to Long Island. So again, there was a lot of stress there. Um, We lived underneath a family. I used to call them a family of gorillas because they they stomped around like all day. It it, It was just never ending noise. It was the children were screaming and they're stomping around. They never wore shoes. I was like, do these children own shoes? But, but it, I mean, it would depend on how much they are paying for the apartment. Shoes might be too expensive. That's true. Outrageous. That's actually true. Um, we couldn't use we couldn't use the backyard. Um, I, I would literally. I had my. I had a a beach chair that I would set up at the top of our steps from the from the basement on the walkway and sit there and smoke my cigars and listen to my music, and if that was like my own little slice of space that I had, so. I um I, I was like we can't stay here anymore so we, yeah, we left it was and she had had the place for like five years um at that point like she had it before we met and uh, so I just kind of moved in with her but it's it was a bad scene and like that concept of so expensive just to live here stayed with me and it creeped it's it crept into the story in a lot of ways because, there's a sequence in that story, or in the novella rather, where lead character Shoshana, and you know you just read it, where she goes home to Long Island to visit her parents. And the implication is that, you know, they have money. You know, they, they have a nice amount of money. They're they're well off her parents, but well off to be on Long Island, that's at least you need to be making at least two hundred and fifty thousand a year just to survive at the base level of Long Island between two people.
0: That's crazy. Like, that's crazy. If you're making that Good money out there. I live folks, you want to live cheap, go to the Midwest. But I, I'm going to tell you right now, there's literally nothing here other than corn and milk. So if you're into it, come on out. You <laughs> live a cheap life. You won't have anything to do. You have a cheap life.
1: Did I ever tell you uh, the story about when uh, my girlfriend and I drove to Colorado? We, uh, we drove to Colorado. Did. I'm sorry. This is like a weird little aside because you mentioned oh. corn. Let's um, hear it. So <laughs> we drove, I, I drove her to Colorado cause she had a concert at Red Rocks, which is a really beautiful venue unless it's raining, which it absolutely was when we were there. And yeah, we stayed at the shining hotel, which was a lot of fun. Um, things did happen there by the way, whether you believe in ghosts or not, uh, things for sure happened when we were there. It was very creepy. And, um, we were driving home. I think we were in Kansas we we stopped in Kansas and Kansas you're not you're not in
0: Kansas right? No, I'm right next door, so I, you can say whatever you want about Kansas. Just... <laughs> okay, what state are you in again? I'm in Iowa, and there's also nothing here, so you can say whatever you want about Iowa as well. <laughs> all right, sweet. So we stopped in Kansas, right? And
1: Kansas is the flattest, most boring state drive-through. No offense to people from Kansas, you're all very cool, I'm sure. Like Superman's from there, that's awesome um metropolis i'm assuming is supposed to be in kansas i believe but it's like it's just not not a thrilling visually you know place to drive through there are oceans of corn though and i was like this is you know this i can get into i like the cornfields and stuff like this is very neat it's 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 this is beautiful but then when it's just flat land it's like oi. it's a lot like some parts of the south too are a lot like that so we're driving we stop at a gas station and i'm like wow the ethanol gas is literally like 85 cents a gallon. That's insane. And I got this weird idea in my head. I was like, I'm just gonna put ethanol gas in my car and see what happens. And meanwhile, I, I used to teach driver's ed. So I should know better than to experiment like that on a long cross <laughs> trip, right? So if I literally fill my car up with ethanol. It maybe came to like 12 bucks to go from bone dry to full. 85 cents a gallon. I was like, this is awesome. So I go inside, I pay the bill and I'm like, Hey man, why is the ethanol gas so much cheaper than all the, the other gas? And he's like, he's like, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from New York. And he's like, yeah, have you looked around? I was like, <laughs> yeah, bro, what do you mean? Yeah. He, yeah, he was like, it's all corn, man. I was like, oh, true, bro. So, <laughs> Suffice to say, I was getting 80 miles to the gallon and, um, I'm not even kidding. I was getting 80 miles to the gallon and, yeah, and Volkswagen, I called them, because I I have a Volkswagen, and my, um, the people at Volkswagen were like, listen, like, fill it up with ethanol once in a while, nothing's gonna happen, but I wouldn't make a habit of it. And I was like, okay, thanks. (laughs) Weird thing for them to say, but all right, all right. No, I I was expecting them to be like, oh my god, your car's broken, bring it in, but, like, if that's not their reaction, so they're like, "Yeah, it's it's actually okay. It's not that bad."
0: All right, all right, we'll give it to them. We'll give it to them. <laughs> Sorry, I just totally went off on a
1: tangent there about corn and the Midwest. Um, but yeah, Colorado's nice.
0: <laughs> it is. My uh, my sister lived there for a very long time. Colorado is a, oh, yeah. a, a right. gorgeous, gorgeous state. So I, I will stand behind that one. Um. Yeah, man. I do gotta say though, so your book did come out. Uh, sorry, we got off topic there, folks, but there's so many good stories to talk about, which makes everything so fun. But um, her infernal name and other nightmares—did that did that just drop? Was was it this October 1st, or when did it officially come out? Came out
1: on September 29th, so September. it's it's only been out since Tuesday.
0: Awesome, and uh, if I may ask, I I don't know if you even know how's it been doing since it came out.
1: Sales-wise, seems fine. I have no complaints. I always think of it like this, man. Like, I, I don't. If I sell one copy, I'm, I'm good with that. Like, I, I'm best, I'm happy people reading it. There. Yeah, I just I don't want to. I don't know, man. If I maybe if I was like making zillions of dollars, I'd be like, oh, everyone has to buy it. And like, I've been promoting it, you know. Like, you and I are talking, but at the same time, you and I talk pretty frequently, I think. And yeah. oh yeah, you know, but also like i uh, some cooler things have happened with this second book than with the first one which is kind of nice so like some additional doors have opened for me with the second book like barnes and noble called me the other day like my awesome. local barnes and Noble. yeah and they were like really cute and sweet on the phone they were like hey we're, we ordered a few copies of your book because we want to put it because they have a horror section like barnes and noble actually has a dedicated horror section now um, which they never did before, so they, they, or actually they did, and then they got rid of it. But we're like, we're we have a local author section. We want to feature you in, and we want to feature you on our in our Halloween section. And would you, once the books come in, would you be against coming down and signing a bunch of them as like a bonus for people to buy them? And I was like, oh yeah, I, I have so many problems. I was like, yes, of course I'll come down and do that. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> And they um, were so sweet, awesome. like, yeah, and they were like, you know, if if coronavirus wasn't going on right now, we would love to do an author signing with you. So maybe in the future, if you'd want to come back, like if, if we're allowed to fully open and allow maximum amount of people in here, you know, would you be interested in doing a signing or whatever and, and a reading? And I was like, I'll do whatever you want. You know, I, I have no problem. You know, so I thought it was really sweet. So that's like a thing that's happened with this book that didn't happen with the first book. Um, a bunch of readings online through a bunch of local libraries. That's a lot of fun. Um, I'm teaching. I like I mentioned before. I'm teaching a, a writing course because of the book, and I'm doing a. Um, I'm doing a reading online on YouTube with uh, a few other horror writers from New York. Um, it's called Galactic Terrors. So, I, I'm not sure when this episode will come out, but October 8th, we're doing this reading. It's me. And actually, you should tune in because one of the writers is a big time Eldritch Lovecraft type writer. I like and you know what? I will text you. Yeah, I'll text you the link. Uh, but um, he's the head of the Horror Writers Association of New York. So, um, to be on the same bill as him is kind of awesome. You it's know? huge. So That's a massive. I have a lot of, of nice that. opportunities. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's fun. I, I'm looking. I'm having a lot of fun with it, and um, we're we're doing some advertising with it. The reviews so far have been so good and so nice. So it's like it's just weird. It's really weird, and I've gotten some really lovely compliments from some people that I really respect, and talking about what my writing is like. I never I've never thought about what my writing is like. Um so it's weird to hear people make those references and comparisons to these authors that I really admire and say I write I my writing reminds me of them. That's an so awesome I was like, accomplishment. Yeah, thank you. And it's like <laughs> I,
0: I still think about it and I'm like, are they talking about me? Weird. That's that is incredible. I look for. I will definitely listen to it if you send me the link. Um, and let's see here. So Barnes and Noble. That's incredible. Like, I'm just still. So like, I love Barnes and Noble. It's a, it's a phenomenal store. It was my first bookstore. I've oh yeah, dude. It. Um. Wow. I can't believe it. it's been 25 minutes already. That's insane. Wow. I'm that's sorry. Nice. Oh, no, f- <laughs> sorry. That's incredible. This has been a phenomenal. What happens hour. when we talk about corn? I know, it's corn. It's all about the corn, folks. Um, you know, the only thing I can say, folks, is, you know, Rob, this is Rob's second book in a two-year span, or one-year span, even, which is is tiny. Uh, you've, the progress you've made is, is insane. You know, that is a huge accomplishment. There's nothing to be scoffed at by any means. And, you know, you, you, your horror authors are... Good horror authors, I feel... Personally, in my own life, in the books I've read, which I am, I'm going to be honest with you, I've just started reading horror over the last couple years. Most, some of my adult life, not. I didn't read it a lot when I was younger because I love fantasy. I'm a huge fantasy buff. And um, the few horror authors I've read, uh, there's not very many good ones. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there's a lot of great aspiring ones. You know, you go hmm. on the internet and you want to look up these. Um, I'm trying to think of what they're called. They're like little short horror stories. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Like some of those are phenomenal, and some of them are just god awful and terrible. They're written very poorly. And uh, you write your stories very well. You write them where you know you make it where this person wants to continue reading the story. They want to do it. They want to. They want to finish it. At least that's how I feel. And you know that I, I don't get that a lot of the time when I'm reading these. You know these no sleeps, these creepy pastas. That's what I was like. There's a lot of oh yeah, just god awful creepy pastas. It's really nice you know, like you could be the next big author it may be early but it's possible you're young you're writing you have ambition and uh, that's that's an incredible thing and I think people need to check your work out and you know getting to that point where where can people find your book at Rob where can they get it?
1: You can find it um, on Amazon. And uh, Barnes & Noble online. Um, if you go to a local Barnes & Noble, they can order it for you and, and you know pick it up in the store kind of thing if you want. Um, I'm in a, uh, pretty much any bookstore really can get it. Uh, the, the old adage is, quote-unquote, wherever fine books are sold. That's usually what they say. But um, <laughs> literally, in this case, you can get it anywhere, I think. Um, but yeah, Amazon's probably the, the most popular avenue to get it.
0: And what is, what's the price point? Can we do hardcover copies? Or are they just soft paperbacks? Or what are we kind of looking at with that?
1: Just paperbacks and um, ebook. The ebook I think is, I think it's 7 ninety nine, And the paperback is fifteen ninety nine. dollars uh, I wanted to do a hardcover, but I wanted to do like a special edition hardcover. And the guy that I lined up to do it um, disappeared, quite literally just disappeared one day. Stopped responding to my messages and just vanished from Reddit completely, and uh, it was really strange. Like he hasn't posted on there in about uh, eight months or so, and I hope he's hopefully all right. Often,
0: yeah, hopefully nothing bad happened. That's that's spooky.
1: Yeah, he was in Italy, and we were gonna do a um, we were gonna do a limited edition ten copy run where we were gonna do like a grimoire oh, that edition would be that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and he designed the cover of it, and it was going to look like, uh, instead of like bound leather, it was going to look like flesh.
0: That would be sweet. I could easily see communities. There are a lot of inner communities that I'm a part of that would, uh, if they had something like that, they would just buy it for the appeal. Not, they might not even read it, they would just want the book to have the book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, we were going to do something like that, and I was going to keep one for myself, uh, give one to my mom, keep one for myself, I would have liked to have auctioned off one for charity of some kind, um, and then I would have sold the other ones. But um, it was kind of a bummer because I was really excited. But it's something I'd still like to do on the line. If I, um, the next thing that I'm I wrote, I'm actually in revision on now. It's a a YA novel, and that one I'm going to be trying to sell in the winter time. And uh, to like a publishing company or whatever to see if they'd be interested in um, picking it up because I think it does have some legs. And the early word that I've gotten is that it absolutely is marketable, something that could be sold. So um, I do. I did love to hear that. You're absolutely right. (laughs) But um, so, yeah, that's I would love to do the Grimoire edition. And the best thing about there's a lot of these really great small press um, groups that love to do stuff like that. So, if there is an opportunity to do that with another horror book down the line, I'm actually, after I go through the process with this YA book, hopefully in the wintertime, whatever happens, happens, but right after that, I'm going to be starting my first full-length horror novel, and maybe with that, I'll be able to do the grimoire edition.
0: I just want everyone to know, you're probably going to hear my dog here. He, uh, he wants to come say hi. Uh, oh, so cute! I, I don't mean to sidetrack, but we're, you know, we're talking about That's- porn. And uh, in the last <laughs> five minutes, like five tractors have driven by just covered in corn. And he doesn't like that. He doesn't like when any loud things drive by. So he like, he gets all porky and wants to sit on my lap. So uh, I, yeah, I, nothing I, I love
1: guess. more than just like, like I said, we're, my girlfriend and I are talking about going to Pennsylvania. We went and visited a couple friends of hers who have a beautiful house there mm-hmm. on an acre and a half of land. And we were there the whole day. One truck drove by the whole day. And I waved. I got so excited when I saw the old man driving. And the guy waved back and smiled. I was like, yeah, this is the life I want.
0: Well, you're it's certainly great. not going to find that in New York. From everything I've heard, people in New York, they don't even like it when you hold the door open for them. So...
1: don't. <laughs> you know, I, You know, it's funny you say that. I held the door open for a woman at CVS the other day. And of course, I, I'm dude, you know me, man. Like, I'm following the rules. I'm wearing a mask. I literally, when I'm teaching, I wear the face shield, the plastic face shield over my mask. It's and good. um yeah, you got to and um even though most of my students are online I do have some actually in the classroom as well but I held the door open for a woman at CVS and she looked at me like I was a leper and didn't say anything and as she walked by I was like you're so welcome I'm so glad I held the door for you darling Yeah it was some just like are just like mm,
0: that's the word oh, that dude is. yeah Unfortunately Yeah um and and you said your book did you say it was it was 7.99
1: the uh the ebook is 7.99 and the paperback is 15.99.
0: that's a that's a perfectly reasonable price point i think and uh honestly folks i like i said over and over again i cannot recommend this enough to you you, you should definitely check it out uh it's her firm name and other nightmares by robert as a robert p autone yes sir uh, robert p autone and uh um, i think you'll enjoy it a lot if, if you like horror and there's a it's i would say it's a conglomerate There's a lot of stories in here short stories i guess i'm not gonna say i think conglomerate's just a fun word to say though uh, oh, i love conglomerate thank you um check it out <laughs> folks check it out uh reach out to rob rob can they where can they reach out to you if they you know let you know what they think of your book i'm most
1: active on instagram uh so you're gonna want to get uh, at Robert Otone, R O B E R T O T T O N E, with a little at sign in front of it, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the best place to get me. That's like the the one social media channel that I really
0: enjoy. That's exciting. And do you uh, do you use Twitter at all as well? Because I know a lot of people are very active on Twitter, and that's you know, that's I just know a lot of folks who use Twitter. I know Instagram's very popular. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have a
1: Twitter. I I don't really use it uh, that okay. often, but I'm I'm the same same name at Robert O'Tone, at R O B E R T O T T O N E on Twitter as well. It's the same for Twitter and Instagram. If you go to my Twitter, I literally all you'll see is retweets of, of like podcast interviews and and uh, articles about my book and stuff. It's it's really there's not a lot That's on a there. But it. I,
0: That's a phenomenal way to use it.
1: It's um. true. I, I feel like Twitter is not as like I was I was there during the good old days of Twitter with like the shit posting and and all the the ridiculousness like when Drill was like still super huge I still love Drill but um just the whole like dunking on people thing the whole these nuts and you know all that stuff like I was there during all that time the the reign of garbage Twitter and then now it's just like just can't have any fun anymore
0: on there. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I just want to point out to everyone, uh, Rob is such a nice, humble man that he is not correcting me on his last name at all, ever. Uh, oh, Oton. <laughs> uh, Oton. Uh, so yeah, thanks for that, Rob. Uh, oh, no, it's, <laughs> but, hey, it's all good, man. Look, dude, I have
1: I have a really hard to say Italian last name, and um. I can't change it. it. It's my dad's last name. And, you know, I, I, my dad, it's a, good name. Dad, it, it, it's you know,
0: a great name. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, yeah. just I
1: can't. Now, what am I going to do? Go by a fake name? Like, I, I know another horror author who goes by a pseudonym, and I'm just like, dude, just go by your real name. <laughs> like, he's, you know, but I don't
0: know. I can't change it. <laughs> no, I, I respect that. I understand that. And, uh, Rob, I just want to say it has been. Almost forty-five minutes here. Thank you so much oh for coming God. on the show. I feel like we've had a, a, a phenomenal conversation. Your book is is really good, and I, I truly do look forward to talking with you again in the future. Um, really, I only have like one outro question for you. And are you writing another book? Do you have plans?
1: Yeah, um, I'm. I'm in revision on a YA novel that I wrote during coronavirus. While I actually had coronavirus. Um, and I'm going to, to be, yeah, it sucked. It sucks. Um, the book is okay, but the, 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 I mean, the book is, it's not done yet. It's not quite there. Um, in my opinion, it's not quite there. And then I'm going to be starting my first full-length horror novel, uh, probably in the wintertime.
0: Right around Christmas. <laughs> starting a... That is a great a- time to start. You have the stress <laughs> of the holidays. What else could motivate you? I, that's a great time. <laughs> yeah, I hate Christmas too, so it'll be, I'll be even better. A lot of my hate into it. Yeah, right there, folks. That that is phenomenal. Um, <laughs> so I, I I do look forward to doing more podcasts with you. I'm hoping to have you on the show a few more times. Uh, it'd be exciting <laughs> to kind of see, you know, with some of the information you gave me before the show and whatnot, see how things transpire for you, how things go moving forward. Uh, obviously, I want to watch this this novel you just released. It just came out a week ago. You know, it's going to be very exciting to see. It could be a New York bestseller. You never know. I don't know what it takes to get on that list, but I've seen a lot of books that have it, so it could be. That would be awesome if it was. Uh, we'll help help right it get there. there. Yeah. That's right, uh, folks. Check it out. He said, "Can they uh, for your ebook? Can they get it on uh, on Google?" I do, I do a lot of my reading. I don't remember if you said it was available on Google. Um,
1: I don't think it's on Google. I think it's only on. Um, I think it's only on Kindle. Pretty sure it's Kindle. only on Kindle.
0: Okay. No, that that's still awesome, folks. And you know, Kindle is easily accessible. Uh, it's an app you can literally download on your phone, uh, and six ninety nine for a book that's over three hundred pages. I, tell me where else you're getting a deal like that. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's true. Um, yeah, uh, Rob, do you have anything you want to say before we uh, we cut the show here today? Anything you want to share with the folks out there?
1: No, I just want to thank you for having me on and letting me talk about corn and my book and. All that fun stuff and, and how Long Island is not affordable for people our age. Oh,
0: I love it. Well, there's no corn on Long Island. That's that. I think that's what the problem is. You guys should start growing corn. And uh,
1: <laughs> cost of living goes down, I think.
0: I think that's, there's a connection there somewhere. I feel it. Mm, it's true. I
1: was drinking water. You almost made me spit water out of my nose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. And folks, there you have it. Uh, that was Rob. Rob Oton, o not Otone, You know, we're going to throw that out there again. Uh, phenomenal author. Uh, this is his second book. Just came out last Tuesday. This episode is going to be coming out in, I don't know, a couple minutes here. It doesn't take me very long to do what I need to do. Uh, he has an event coming up on the 8th. You should all check it out. And Rob, uh, before you cut the show, can you tell me one last time you have that panel coming up where there's going to be you and a few other authors. Uh, when is that and how can folks listen into it?
1: That is um, October 8th, and it's going to be on YouTube. If you just Google, um, or not Google, if you go to YouTube and you type Galactic Terrors in the search bar, it'll take you to the, um, the account, the Galactic Terrors account, and you just sign up. And actually, if you go there now, um, you should see a like a countdown video and my picture is on there. I'm all the way to the right. I'm the only one who's not a, a close-up headshot picture, which kind of makes me feel bad, but whatever, not my problem. And uh fancy.
0: Well, who, headshots are so old school. They're old school. You know? that, that's my feeling too. <laughs> it's so, 2020. The world is changing. Bring the change, folks. Be the change you want to be. You damn right. So um
1: <laughs> if you go <laughs> if you go to um yeah galactic terrors on youtube it's uh i think we start at I won't, oh man let me let me just check really quick i'm sorry i think we start at seven and um seven or eight let's see galactic terrors there it is it's part of the horror writers association uh new york chapter reading series that's basically what galactic terrors is and I will be, yeah, there I am right there. It starts at 8 p.m. on October 8th
0: on YouTube. Oh, hey, look, I'm there right now, and I see you in the chat. It, it literally says Robert Oton. Woot! Let's go. Yeah, baby. That's that's how it is, folks. That's how it is. I, I for one, am very excited for that. And the best part is, is that when I get off of work, it'll be out, so I don't have to work nights. I can watch that. I'm excited. Uh nice. Folks, I'm back. And I have all sorts of stuff scheduled I have all sorts of things to share with you uh, I have another podcast I've been working on with Adam Adam and I have been Adam more so than, than my Batman is an incredible he's an inspiration to watch he is one of the hardest workers I know in my life I plan on having Rob on the show I'm sure all of you remember uh, Alex Rudy I've been talking with him I'm, I'm hoping we can get something together I'm hoping to get him back on the show we got a lot of things coming down the pipeline thank you so much Rob thank you so much for coming on the show have a wonderful wonderful rest of the week good luck on the move i'm sure i'll talk with you in between there Um, yeah most definitely and and you know just uh keep me keep me posted on your book man i'm excited to see where this goes Uh, you know you have a lot of um in the forward i think is what it's called in the book where where people kind of like give their statements or whatnot you got a lot of them in there it's been very well received thus far and uh keep it up that's all i can say thank you thank
1: you i appreciate it man and i can't thank you enough for having me on and i just uh yeah i love being on the Paincast. it's fun we we love having you
0: and folks my last statement to you all stay healthy Uh, regardless of your opinion on corona or not uh be smart stay healthy don't get just don't get sick there's no reason to uh obviously you know sometimes you can't handle it but just be smart all right it's 2020 don't be an idiot see y'all later We'll be back.